Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, we'll see the power of unity in action. When the individual parts come together, they form a mighty powerful force to be reckoned with. Separate, they're not much. Together, they make the very gates of hell tremble. Welcome to Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church and President of Moody Bible Institute, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Moody is a private non-denominational college located in the heart of downtown Chicago. At Moody, we have a knack for helping students discover their individual gifts and talents so they can utilize them globally for God's kingdom. And if you're curious to see how God can use you, you may belong at Moody. To learn what courses are available this coming winter semester, be sure to visit boldstepsweekend.org. Well, when it comes to spiritual gifts, we can't say we don't need each other or that one gift is more important than another because, as we've been learning, we're all part of one body in Christ and we're much stronger together. As we move forward in our study called Gifted, we'll see how our individual uniqueness, when combined with another's gifts, can have an incredible impact on the world around us. Mark's message is titled, Gifted for Unity. So here's Pastor Mark Job with today's Bold Steps Weekend. We are the body of Christ, connected together with one another, doing something for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Secondly, Paul goes on to say in verse 15, he makes this point. Not only do we understand that we are one part of a many-part body, but we also and, and accept our unique place. We need to understand that the church has a place that only you can fill. He, in essence, says, hey, if your foot wakes up one day and says, you know what? I'm just tired of this. I have to carry the weight of everybody else. I get to live in the mud, the dirt, the dust. I smell and stink because I sweat the most. I'm cooped up in a shoe. It's hard sharing this shoe with four other toes. I don't want to be a foot anymore. I want to be a hand. Man, a hand has an easy job. A, a hand gets to do all the fun stuff. Not the foot, man. We're down here. I, guess what? I'm no longer part of this body. I'm tired of being a foot. I want to be a hand, so therefore I'm not a part of the body. The, Paul, the Apostle Paul says, just because you your foot says, I don't want to be a part of the body, doesn't mean it can get out of the body. It just becomes a disgruntled foot. It's still a part of the body. It's just an unhappy foot. Some of you have crossed your arms, curled your lips and says, I was hurt. Someone did this. I wanted to play that part. I didn't get it. I wanted to do this. No one called me up. I wanted to do this. They stuck me in this place. I'm, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And you're like, I quit. Guess what? You can't quit. You may be hurt, inactive, bitter, resentful, but it doesn't mean that you're not a part of the family. You're still a part of the family. You're just an injured part of the family, a disgruntled part of the family, a non-functioning part of the body. He says, hey, you know, if an ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. Imagine being an ear. You know, when someone, when a young man looks at a woman, I, I know very few young men that come, come back after a date with a woman and say, you know, it's just, how'd you like her? Man, her ears. 
something about her ears. It's like, dude, that's a little weird. Because the eyes get all the attention, man, her eyes, I just, the eyes are the window to the soul. And I look into her eyes, she bats her eyes at me. I just does something, I melt. And the ears saying, yeah, you get all the attention. No one ever says, man, I look at those ears and those earlobes, man, they really want me. No, 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 I, I don't get that. And so the ear says, well, I don't, want to, I don't want to participate. And so the ear could say, I don't want to be a part of this. And guess what? The ear could stop functioning, so you're deaf out of one ear. But guess what? The ear is still a part of the body. It's just that you can't hear out of one ear because it's not functioning. It's still a part of the body. And that's the point that Paul is making. You, you may be hurt, disgruntled, unhappy. It is God that has placed everybody according to their parts. But if everybody were the same part, then we wouldn't have a body. If everybody were an eye, it would, it would just be one big rolling eye down the road, but, but there would be no other senses. It would be abnormal, deformed. It would not be the, the normal healthy body. And so the Apostle Paul says, just because you're unhappy doesn't make you less a part of the body. Now, I believe that people get hurt, comparison, jealousy, discontentment, misunderstanding has sidetracked some of you from the body. There are some of you here that have incredible gifts, but you're not using them because maybe five years ago at some other church, you, you started to become active and you were hurt and discouraged or disillusioned by leadership. Maybe you started doing something and people were jealous and they gossiped about you. So you said, I'm just not going to do anything. Maybe you started out right and you failed and you feel like God could never use me again because I'm such a failure. Maybe you've never jumped in because you feel like I don't have enough knowledge. Maybe you feel like, how could God ever use me? I look at other people that seem to have it so much better, more together than I can, and I could see how God could use them, but your own insecurities make you feel like I could never have anything to contribute. What do I have that could help other people out? It doesn't mean that you're not a part of the body. It just means that you're not functioning in the body. It's what, it's what Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16 says. The Apostle Paul, speaking to the Ephesians believers, says, From him, from Christ, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting limit, ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, listen, as each part does its work. As what part does its work? Each part does its work. Who is each? Each one of us. You have an important role to play in the body of Christ. When you don't use your gift, here's what happens. When you don't use your gift, other people have to carry the weight that you should have been carrying. Uh, last year, my 15-year-old son who was playing football, he was playing football as a freshman, and um, his mother did not want him to play football because she thought, you know, he's going to get injured. And his dad said, yeah, play football. And the one game that we missed, one game out of all the games that we went to, the one game, because I had to speak at a, this event, the one game he got injured at. No parent wants to hear 
uh, Mr. Job, I don't want you to worry. How many of you know when they say, I don't want you to worry, then you start worrying? <laughs> I don't want you to worry, but we're in the infirmary. Your son has been injured. And sure enough, uh, Grant had been tackled by another football player and he tore his ACL in his knee, which led to him to have to have an operation in his knee. And for six months, he was in therapy recovering from that knee injury. Now, just because his knee was injured did not mean that his knee was no longer a part of his body. It was a non-functioning, hurting part of the body. So he had to be on crutches. And the work that his knee normally did, his arms had, had to do. And so his arms would carry the weight of his knee because his knee was not functioning. His knee was still attached to the body, but his arms were doing the work that his knee should be doing. Are you tracking with me? So you say, I'm not gonna, I'm hurt, I'm disgruntled, I don't, I'm backslidden, I don't wanna use my part. And so you say, well, I'm just, there's a lot of other people. Guess what? Other people around you have to do the work that really you could do a lot better because you're uniquely designed to do it. But just because you get injured doesn't take you out of the body. It just means that other people pick up the slack to do what really God called you to do. And so the Apostle Paul explains that in this chapter, and he, and he says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. So, not only do you need to know that you have a part, not only do you need to accept your unique place, but you also need to determine to treat others as equally important. Notice what it says, and my third point is this, your part needs many other pieces to fulfill its purpose. Your part, the part that you play, needs many other purpose to fulfill, many other pieces to fulfill its purpose. Notice what he says in verse 21. First of all, he says, hey, the foot can't say because I'm not a hand, I quit. Then he says, and the eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. Oh, there's the opposite. See, sometimes parts that don't like the role say, I'm going to quit because I can't play that position. The opposite is true that sometimes there's spiritual pride and people believe that they don't need other people when they're really important to the body of Christ. Notice what he says. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable, we treat with special modesty. While the presentable parts need no special treatment, but God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but it's, its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. So here's what he says. Listen, you can't say, I don't need you. What happens when someone gets hurt? What happens when you're in a relationship? What happens when you get mad in your marriage and someone hurts you well? You turn that person and say, well, go ahead. I don't need you. Dating couples going out and someone does something. Oh yeah, you're going to tell me that? Well, go ahead, do whatever you want. Because guess what? I was fine without you before. I'll be fine without you afterwards. I don't need you. 
Don't raise your hand if you've heard that from someone before. Because when we're hurt, our pride tells us, I don't need you. Or when we're proud, we tell others that we think are less than us, I don't need you. I can survive on my own. And what the Apostle Paul says is if you have an attitude that says, I don't need you, either because you're hurt, you say, well, I don't need you. I'm not going to open up to anybody in here anymore. I'm not going to tell anybody my issues anymore. I don't need to go to home group. I don't need you to pray for me. I don't need you to talk to me. I'm well on my own because I don't need anybody getting in my business. If you say that, then you are eliminating your connection to the body of Christ. Or if in pride, you say, guess what? I got it all together, you little lowlifes down there, I don't need you. Then also, uh, the Apostle Paul is saying, you're, you're violating how God has called the body to work because we all need each other. And then he goes on to say, by the way, the parts that you think you need the least, sometimes are the parts you need the most. You're listening to Pastor Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps Weekend. The title of today's message is Gifted for Unity, and we've been working through 1 Corinthians chapter 12. As we take a pause from the sermon right now, I'd like to share a comment I know will bless and encourage you. It's from a listener who writes to us and says, Words cannot express how deeply your message impacted me. You shared that you would change your message midweek, sensing that someone needed reassurance that they were not forgotten or abandoned by the Lord in the brokenness of their greatest life crises. Your message is even more significant because I do not normally have the radio on in the mornings. There's absolutely no doubt that the precious Holy Spirit orchestrated the perfect timing for my heart to be touched. Well, thank you for that note. Touching Lies for Christ is our mission at Bold Steps Weekend. And if you'd like to partner with us in this worthy cause, visit boldstepsweekend.org and click on Become a Bold Partner. All right, let's return to today's message from Mark Job and Bold Steps Weekend. A couple years ago, right before Father's Day, I started to have this little pain in my stomach. I thought I ate something that wouldn't set well, but it just persisted like a low ebb pain right around the, right around my midsection. And just was uncomfortable, but I could still function. The pain started getting worse, but like most men, I'm like, nah, I don't go to the doctor. My wife is, go to the doctor. I mean, he goes, it's probably I ate something. He's going to say, yeah, go home, it's gas. I don't want to go to the emergency room and tell me that. And people say, why'd you go to the emergency room? Oh, just gas. <laughs> nah, I don't want to go. I ate too many beans at Kukulas or something. I don't know. It was just something like that. I'm, I'm not going to go. Until the day before Father's Day, which happened to be on a Sunday, I was supposed to preach Saturday night. The, the pain got worse. Early on in the morning, I decide I need to go because this is getting worse. So I call Pastor Mike. I say, be ready to preach because I should be there. I should be no problem. It's probably something minor. They're going to just say, go home. You just. So I got to the emergency room. They checked me out. And the doctor came out and said, sir, I think it's your appendix. I said, okay. He said, in fact, they did tests and they said, we know it's your appendix. Before your appendix bursts, we need to operate within the next hour. Like, really? So I went from, ah, no big deal, to now we got to cut you open and take your appendix out. 
Now I'll tell you what, I, I had up until that point, I'd thought very little about my appendix. Like, where is that organ? And what exactly does that organ do anyways? Do I really need it? But I'm going to tell you, when it goes bad, when it gets an infection, but I'm going to tell you, when it goes, when something's there, my whole body had to stop. Body. And it could have killed me if it hadn't been dealt with and taken out because a burst appendix is very dangerous. Let me tell you something about the body of Christ. We have, everyone here is important to what God is trying to do. And sometimes even those parts that we think about very, very little, those parts that we think are very insignificant, sometimes they are the most significant part of the body. There may be some little old lady that comes here. She doesn't speak on the podium because she can't. She doesn't sing. She doesn't play an instrument. She doesn't lead a small group. She doesn't have great verbal skills, but she prays every day in her house for me and for you and for this church and no one knows exactly how much maybe she can barely get out of the house maybe she walks with a cane but she is a prayer warrior you don't think she's an important part of this church but it is her prayers that open up heaven it is her prayers that open up doors it is her prayer that does an influence in this church and she may seem insignificant but she is significant 30 years ago, what we now know as New Life Community Church was a very, very small group of people talking about closing their doors. On Wednesday nights, four ladies would gather in the basement of a church in 44th and Polina. Four. Because no one else would show up. And they would pray, oh God. Don't let this little church close. We haven't had a pastor in years, but we believe there's a purpose and a plan. Bring the right leader, the right pastor, the right people. Keep our doors open, Jesus. Four leaders. One of them was my mother-in-law, who's passed away. Another one was Ruth Whitman. She passed away as well. Most of them have passed away. Gathered together, and they prayed, O oh Lord, well, not the most verbal people, not on stage people, but praying women. Watch out when you get some elderly praying women together that believe God for something. You better hang on because the gates of hell cannot prevail against the power of faithful women that believe God for things. I believe it's the prayers of those women that just turned this church into over 5,000 people international because some women that, that people would think, well, they're not very important, but some women decided we will pray. You may never know their names. They may not be highlighted in a plaque, but they were women that, that behind the scenes were believing God for something extraordinary. And that's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying some people that we consider minor, not important, small in their gifting are the most important sometimes for the body of Christ. And so remember that we're all important. And one part of the body suffers, we all suffer. When one part of the body rejoices, we all rejoice together. And that's the way the body of Christ works. Lastly, every piece has a part, but not any piece has all the parts. 
So he says in verse 27, now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, then gifts of helps, then guidance, then different kinds of tongues. And then he, in verse nine, so he says, everybody has a different gift. There's a variety of gifts among you. And then he asks what is called a rhetorical question. A rhetorical question is a question with an implied answer. So the rhetorical question is, you, we don't even think that's just a rhetorical. It means, yeah, we know what the answer is. He says, are all apostles? Is everybody an apostle? The answer is no. Is everybody a prophet? Are all teachers? Are all work, workers of miracles? Do all have the gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? No. So we don't all have the same gifts. We shouldn't expect everybody to have the same gifts. We can't anticipate that everybody has the same gifts. We all have different gifts and we should practice our gifts, but not expect that everybody has all the gifts. So now eagerly desire the greater gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. Right after this, we go into chapter 13, which is the most quoted chapter in the Bible. It's the chapter on love. Faith, hope, and love. I think those are the greater gifts that we should desire that package everything together. But the point that the Apostle Paul is making is that we don't all have the same gifts. So therefore, when we combine together, we make an impact like we can't alone. So remember the cartoon Peanuts, Lucy and Linus? So in one of the Peanuts cartoons, there's Lucy. Remember Lucy, she's got aggressive personality. Some of you remind me of Lucy. <laughs> some of you, I said, not everybody. I run into some Lucys around here. So Lucy's always bossing people around and she's ready to fight at any time. And Linus is kind of this little mopey guy that can be pushed around. So he's watching TV and Lucy says, give me the changer because I, I want to change the channels. And Linus kind of gets the courage to say to Lucy, he said, what makes you think that you can walk in here and take over? Linus asked. Lucy says, these five fingers. <laughs> she says, individually, they're nothing. But when I curl them together like this, into a single unit, they form a weapon that is terrible to behold. <laughs> Linus answers, which channel would you like? <laughs> and then turning away, Linus looks at his fingers and he asks this question, why can't you guys get organized like that? <laughs> you know, Lucy had a point. When the individual parts come together, they form a mighty powerful force to be reckoned with. Separate, they're not much. Together, they make the very gates of hell tremble. 
You're listening to Bold Steps Weekend, the Bible teaching ministry of Mark Job. You can find this message along with all of our previous messages online at boldstepsweekend.org. And a reminder that this month's Bold Action Gift comes to you with our thanks for your donation to support the ministry of Bold Steps Weekend. It's a book called When Faith is Forbidden, 40 Days on the Front Lines with Persecuted Christians, written by Todd Nettleton. For over 20 years, Todd has traveled the world interviewing and supporting persecuted Christians, and now he shares some of the most inspiring stories of faith and forgiveness and courage straight from his personal journals. To make a donation and request this bold action gift, call us at 866-535-5580. Again, that's 866-535-5580 or you can donate online at boldstepsweekend.org. If it's easier, you can send your donation by mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps Weekend, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, Mark, the program next weekend is called Gifted to Love, and we'll be looking at the famous love chapter in Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. But your message has a little different context. Tell us more about what we can expect next time. You know, it's always been interesting to me, Wayne, that 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that we know as the love chapter is sandwiched right in the middle of chapter 12 and 14 that has everything to do with gifting and abilities and talents. But, you know, Paul makes the point in this chapter to remind us that no matter how gifted we are, no matter how much we accomplish, if we're missing love, it's empty. It's like a banging cymbal. It's hollow. And boy, that's a powerful message today because we can be effective, but without love, uh, much of that sounds hollow, even to a world that's trying to discover Jesus. Well, we look forward to that next weekend here on Bold Steps Weekend. Thank you, Mark. I'm Wayne Shepherd. On behalf of the entire team, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time for more Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.